Hello there, everyone. Welcome back uh, to the show. My name is Quentin Carlin, and today's episode, I recorded this in Seoul, South Korea, where I was invited to go help interview a bunch of speakers at a conference. And one of those speakers was an interesting individual named Hayden Royalty. And you're going to hear her story, and I say her, but there's this whole gender identification um, you know, situation that I don't in- understand the whole dynamics of it, but I let her share her story of living life as a lesbian, uh, Korean-American girl, and she's got a huge YouTube channel. She was there as a YouTube influencer. She's got, you know, tons and tons of views on her videos on YouTube about her experience living as a lesbian in a very conservative country like South Korea. So it's a pretty fascinating story, and she shares a lot of intimate details about her experience. And uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy it. It's a very different um, uh, topic than normal shows here if you've been following the channel for a while. But that's what I want to do. I want to kind of uh, feature people that have interesting lifestyles and that are overcoming you know, potential challenges around them. So enjoy this show, and feel free to reach out and connect with her on YouTube or Instagram. Uh, her notes are below. All right, enjoy. Welcome, everyone, to Self-Developed Life. My name is Quentin Carlin, and this is the podcast for personal and professional development. What I do here is bring on expert industry leaders and interview them about their success strategies on anything from fitness, finance, faith, family, business, Bitcoin, blockchain, crypto, leadership, lifestyle, dating, relationships, marriage, travel, Zen meditation, mindset, minimalism, money-making methods, and much, much more. So if you're interested in any of that, you're going to love this episode. Also, why don't you go over to YouTube? We've got this uh, filming. Every episode is uploaded to YouTube, and there you can watch it live and also subscribe. Check that out. We've got all the content archived there from past episodes. As well, when you're over there, check out our show sponsors. We've got a number of amazing sponsors. For example, if you would like to get a $40 credit on your next Airbnb hotel, go ahead and claim that. As well, if you want to get into investing in cryptocurrency or Bitcoin, we've got $10 of free Bitcoin waiting for you. You can just go claim it in your free account setup over there. Also, if you want to get a website set up and don't really know how to do that, we've got access to the best online software to build the biggest funnel that you can imagine for your business to help convert your traffic into customers. So, like I said, go over there. All the links are on YouTube. We really appreciate that. And speaking of appreciate, I appreciate you for tuning in. And to do so, I want to offer you a free one-on-one coaching and consulting call with me. Yes, I would like to connect with you. So if you're interested in talking about anything and anything, anything and everything on your mind, email me, quintoncarlin at gmail.com. Or you can just fill out my calendar on the bottom here, the link that can set up a time that suits for both of us. And I would love to reach out and connect with you. Lastly, if you do enjoy this episode and this podcast, would you please do me a favor and go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review and leave an honest comment. How do you feel about the content that we're putting out here? That would really help. It really helps support the show. All the reviews are much greatly appreciated. All right, guys, enjoy the show here, and we'll see you on the next episode soon. Enjoy. It's going to be a great one. All right. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode, and I'm here live today in Seoul, South Korea, 
at the Cotisil conference and connected with one of the speakers and presenters um, that's going to be sharing a lot today. It's going to be a really interesting conversation. Um, so I'll introduce her. her name is Hayden Royalty, which is a phenomenal name. Thank you. Um, do you I want chose to share? it myself, yes. Yeah, so how did um, you chose that, chose that name? Well, I chose my last name because my last name is rare in Korean, mm -hmm. in Korea. Um, most Korean last names usually have one syllable, mm -hmm. and there are very few that have two. And so mine happened to be one of the very few to have two. And then the one of the syllables, it, it translates to something like of royalty. Okay. And so I kind of just stuck with royalty. Awesome. That's mm -hmm. cool. And maybe share, what were you talking about today, your topic here? Um, so my topic was about... Okay. The title was... <laughs> you don't have to give the exact title. You can just <laughs> okay. give a, a general overview here. Sexual orientation and gender identity. Um, and just like talking about that in the education system. Mm -hmm. And so as I was invited as to be on the panel as a YouTuber, yeah. while other people were um, professors, teachers, lecturers, um, also a PhD student. And so we all had a diverse background of mm -hmm. somewhat kind of in the education system sure yeah. and yeah we just talked about how education systems here it's difficult because of the climate um, the conservative climate that like people can't come out teachers can't come out students can't come out mm -hmm. it just creates a really not very welcoming environment for queer people yeah and what we can do to change that and what we can do to help students be more comfortable with who they are. Right. Mm -hmm. And you know, you've got a big YouTube channel and you share a lot about your own personal experiences, um, especially in kind of a, a conservative country and society like Korea. Do you want to maybe share um, what made you start that YouTube channel? What's the feedback been and, mm -hmm. uh, and kind of your journey? Mm, so growing up Asian American in the States, I, there's not that much representation of Asian characters in media. Mm, right. And um, lately there has been a rise of queer characters, but they're, they're, they're always white or black and non-Asian characters. Mm, mm -hmm. And just in general, there aren't many Asian characters and Asian um, figures. Yeah. And so coming to Korea and actually I came here first time for five years ago. Okay. Even though I am Korean American, I just never been. Yeah. Um, so being in a country where everyone is Korean, um, you think that the representation in media is, will be more diverse, but within like the same ethnicity, just yeah. more diverse. Um, but there's no queer stories told, mm. queer characters, figures, uh, out open figures. And so I decided that like, I wanted to join that movement of creating visibility for right. queer and Asian people. Yeah. And um, I actually did not have a good experience in the beginning because I came out to my parents and they didn't take it well. Can you go a little deeper? How did they not take it well? Like, what was that conversation like? Like, how was. You well, know, the just... conversation, mm, they were like, well, you know, Koreans aren't queer. There's no, like, Koreans aren't gay. Um, That's what your parents told you. Yes. And you can't be gay because no one in our family is gay. 
And I was just like, how do you know? Like, mm. they, 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 didn't, they might just confirmed and just married. Mm-hmm. And you never know. Like, someone might be bi. Like, we don't know. Yeah. Um, and they said that I can't be gay because fam- families marry each other. And mm. so no other family would want to marry my siblings. Mm. And... Um, no one would want to marry into a family that has a, a queer person, right. a, a relative, family member, and so, like all the everything, just really conservative and very Korean just came out of them. Yeah, right. Um, I didn't really expect them to be like super Korean because they've yeah. lived in the states for a long right. time, and so yeah. a lot of things have been just like back and forth. Mm-hmm. But when it came to something like this, everything just became very conservative mm-hmm. and very. Um, traditional yeah it's very traditional what was the first time in your life where you felt that hey i feel this way Mm, i felt was there was there a point that something happened or was it a gradual or just kind of it wasn't like oh i'm feeling this way it was more like after years i when i recall a lot of past experiences Mm -hmm. and memories I feel like I could say maybe around high school was when I kind of noticed. Okay. But I feel like it could have been even further back into elementary school. Yeah. Wow. Um, but high school, I had the biggest crush on someone who was like much older than me. Oh, not even much, just older than me. Uh-huh. And I was really confused. I wasn't sure if I, I wanted to like be her mm-hmm. or if I liked her. Okay. And beca- yeah, I just like, I didn't know. Like sh- I thought she was like so pretty, right? And so oh, smart, yeah. and I just, I yeah, I just didn't know. There's what, attraction. Mm, I didn't know yeah. what that was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And uh, what is the dating life like in Korea or Seoul, in this uh, community? Mm, so. I'm, I look Korean when people see me. I'm Korean. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I don't speak Korean at the native level. Okay. Um, it's, I want to say it's like intermediate, but there's like some phrases like I will know. And it's really bizarre that I know that. Yeah. But in general, English is very comfortable for me. And so I can only be in relationships with people who also speak English. Okay. Um, it doesn't have to be like a, at a native level either. But. That kind of filters a lot of people out. Yeah, right. Um, because we I can understand here. that too. Because yeah. me being here, I don't really speak uh, yeah. much English, so like, yeah, there's limited uh, options. Mm. I guess. Yeah. Ex- yeah. Right. Um, and so unless it's purely like just a physical, you know, right, like exactly. thing that's yes. you know body language. <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah. And so that filters a lot of people, and then I think Korean queer culture has their own set of cultures than the states mm. when it comes to like different identities um especially amongst like female body people mm-hmm. in korea it's very um binary of like butch appearing people and femmes mm. and for the most part it's been always butch and femmes are a couple mm-hmm. okay all oh, right i see what you mean mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, it kind of uh, mirrors like heteronormative society like yeah. men and like a man and a masculine figure and like a woman feminine figure mm-hmm. um but it's been changing like there's more femme femme couples and yeah. there's a lot of other people like femmes seeking people who pass as straight right is it i'm just curious is it more of like a long-term relationship or is there more of a hookup culture within this mm. dynamic 
I think it really depends on like who you talk to mm-hmm. because I think it kind of also reflects like the states where a lot of lesbians and a lot of queer women are more into relationships mm-hmm. than um, they are into hookups. Right. And so I think that re- kind of reflects here as well too. And right. here's a little bit more conservative. Well, the reason I ask that is like I'm from Vancouver and it's like behind San Francisco, like the gayest city in the world. Mm-hmm. Like it's like I, the west end of Vancouver, it's called the gayborhood, not, oh, okay. not the neighborhood, like Davy Street. It's like okay. 100% gay. Like it's like... Gay as in gay men? Uh, so actually it's interesting because Davy Street is for gay men mm-hmm. and then they have something called Commercial Drive, mm-hmm. which is for where the, a lot of the lesbian community lives. Okay. So like we've got these two segments uh-huh. and there's a enormous population mm. like it's like the second biggest gay pride parade in the world behind oh i heard yeah the behind san francisco oh okay i, oh, I think it's san, san francisco America, yeah, yeah san francisco number one vancouver number two um and the reason i ask that is because i just um have witnessed uh just from just living downtown vancouver i find that it's a very kind of um promiscuous like they have absolute grinder and i've talked with guys mm. that i know that you know um I have a couple of gay friends and they're just like, yeah, it's just like a total, like, mm-hmm. there's not much connection. It's mostly just a physical thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering in Korea if it's more of like a, uh, um, relationship and closer, you know, things like that. Um, well, I, well, I think in general, like the gay, gay men community mm-hmm. is, oh, there's more representation of like the hookup scene the drug scene mm. yeah because the there's huge scene. there's tons of raves like i just watched this movie last night or at the uh, busan film festival called climax okay it was like the most hardcore movie i've ever really? seen in my life. Oh, no it was it, it was it? in like honestly it was intense hardcore like, isn't like not that great or hardcore? no like hardcore like i couldn't sleep that night like it was so oh, really? graphic and just like but it was like drugs violence sex oh. like just like the 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 visuals of just like Oh, just wow. how twisted it like oh. it was just like like a lot of people walked out of the movie oh really like wow. my friend that i went with she's like i gotta leave like she's like i can't mm. handle this and even me just the way that it was filmed it was just so in your face um and just so extreme climax okay climax. i mean I people I listening if you have if you have like you know a weak stomach i would not recommend it because there's a few times like it's just really twisted not in a sexual way, but just like in like a whole like wow, that's really dark. Yeah. It's a very Probably dark. Can trigger very easily. Yeah, it's a very that. dark movie. Okay. Um, oh yeah, we're talking about the rave scene and drug scene. That's oh, why we're talking. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I was just curious about the differences with that. So um, yourself, are you currently in a relationship or? Oh, well, actually, I wanted to cover more about. That oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, um, yeah. Because, um, I think in general for like women. Mm-hmm. You can like um if you see a lot of establishments in the states too a lot of lesbian lesbian bars mm. are closing down a lot of the lesbian businesses are closing down just mm. because I think that doesn't really fit the scene for like female body people mm-hmm. and but in Korea I think the dating scene is a hookup or not I think it also really depends because I have the perspective as as a Korean American mm-hmm. so I can have a, like like a small light into the Korean community but also a bigger light into the foreign community yeah exactly yeah. and I think just as foreigners who don't know how long they'll be in Korea mm. it's hard to establish relationships in long term right, relationships yeah, totally and so the hookup culture is even just more like in rotation mm. yeah um, 
Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. Am um, I in a relationship, you, you asked? Uh, yeah, I was just curious. Yeah. No, current. I'm not in a relationship. I was in a relationship, well, maybe like six months ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. been, it was a long-term relationship. Okay. Um, but no, I'm not in a relationship anymore. Got it. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as what one of the other speakers mentioned in the beginning of the conference or in the, the panel, he said that he thinks that there's at least, and this is being um, conservative, he said 10% of the population identifies as... Uh, LGBTQIA+. I, I, I always get, yeah, I'm <laughs> glad you said really that. Like, this, it's a long one. It's a long one. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, would you say that's accurate? Because mm. he, he was pretty like adamant about that. He's like, at least 10%. Yeah, at least 10%. You think so? I think so. At really? least one out of... Yeah, I, yeah. In the world. In the world, like, like population, so. one out of ten. Mm-hmm. Because wow. I think maybe a lot of people don't label themselves exactly. Mm. So depending on what you're measuring, like ten percent. Yeah. But I think people's sexuality do kind of can like come in a spectrum. Yeah. Of like attraction and but then there's desire and then there's just like yeah platonic but still kind of some sort of attractiveness. Well, I'll share a, a personal story about that. One of my friends in um, university. Uh, I, w- I was dating a girl and he was dating a girl that were both friends and we were both friends so we would kind of you know double date a lot mm-hmm. and then um, he left Canada to come to Korea to teach English here for a number of years three or four so he left Canada with a Canadian girlfriend and he came back to Canada with a Korean boyfriend mm, okay. so so yeah it, he came to Korea and kind of came out and I always kind of had an inkling or kind of like you know vibe that he might be one of those one of ten mm-hmm. and uh, when he came here uh, obviously he did discover or um, come out in that way and he came back to Korea with like a Korean boyfriend um, so I think what you said is, is correct or potentially like you know there's a lot of people that might be in uh, you know um, straight relationships and may be interested in pursuing other things so mm. um, yeah it's uh, it's interesting um, Mm. I think with your friend it's really interesting too because a lot of um, I think when you leave your country you have more of a feeling of freedom to freedom anonymity yeah Mm. and so I also feel like I kind of was able to explore more when I was in Korea too Mm. out of my community in the states away from my parents right um I was able to be more out here, mm-hmm. but also I was able to kind of explore um, like my attraction. Like, am I, am I like absolutely not attracted to men versus am I or like what is my mm. where, where does my spectrum range? Right. You know, you know I'm, I'm, I, that just reminded me of a sign. Did you ever watch Seinfeld? Uh, I, I know. Maybe you're a little, a little yeah. young for that. <laughs> it's a bit old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, there's this character called George Costanza, and he was dating a woman, and after they broke up, she became a uh, lesbian. Mm. That was her first time, mm. and he would, the joke was that he, he drives women to become lesbians. Oh, okay. You know, that was kind mm. of the joke in the show. But what do you think is maybe a factor for having, maybe since you're a woman, or, or identify as uh I want to make sure. What's the politically correct way to say that? Because you you mentioned earlier uh, uh, body, a female body, body. yeah, Um, or female assigned. Okay, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. That's that's new language for me, so I apologize for that. People people use 
um, because like non-binary people and genderqueer people, so it's like female-bodied or female-assigned. Female okay. Which usually tend people tend to go more medically. Okay. Because it wasn't our choice to be assigned right. that way. You know, it's doctor's choice, so female-assigned. Okay. Um, what do you think is some of the reasons that want or uh, initiate people to explore the other side? What what would mo what motivates people to explore? Is yeah. That your question. Do you mm. think it's yeah? I think a big factor is is curiosity, mm -hmm. but that curiosity is not. It can be influenced by your surroundings, but mm. I think your your curiosity really comes from within you, and then your you have whether like it's enough curiosity or you take the action mm -hmm. to play play out your curiosity mm. i think it, it really comes from within yeah i think it's a lot of the curiosity or it's a lot of um like just questioning about yourself yeah um like you might feel like your friends or your peers gravitate to certain behaviors but you wonder why i'm not like that and so right. you look for alternative answers mm -hmm. different answers and it, that can be your sexuality that can be your gender identity the, yeah yeah the reason i asked that was i was at a party last night out in Taiwan, and you know it got to the topic of i guess sex and um the guys there were saying that their ultimate dream fantasy or what they want to explore is with a guy with two girls oh. you know okay. and the two girls that were also there said that they're both of their kind of curiosities or fantasies were not to be with two guys but to be with one guy and one woman mm. at the same time mm. so it was interesting that difference oh. you know like with with a guy wanting two girls but mm. the two women both wanted a guy and a woman i think so. there's some biases in those answers mm. one i think a lot of men say if i had a threesome i would want two women instead of two um two men and have it two men and one woman mm -hmm. because there's a lot of stigma in like homoeroticism mm. and so i think a lot of men don't want to seem like they're coming off gay or queer or like homosexual yeah. and so a lot of it's like um but, like, I, but i think in, in general most at least straight guys i mm -hmm. think wouldn't really be they would rather have option a two girls and option b another guy and another yeah, girl yeah. i think in, I, I think, think the majority I think a lot of but people... but women i think the, it would be more equal potentially i don't know um well i don't really know either because i, I yeah really... maybe that could be your next youtube video do a study or survey or something yeah. <laughs> no, I'm but um, I, I mean amongst a lot of queer women that i know they actually would rather have a threesome with just three women okay and um have no guys included because really? People say like guys kind of they're just for some like a penis like a phallic object and you mm. can get that in a strap on you can get that using a dildo etc. Yeah. So if I don't need to interact with a male but I can still get so many phallic mm. objects it could be splitting mm. out with three women. And Interesting. So, yeah. um, and you mentioned during your talk today that one of your I guess um, topics for your show is exploring and kind of doing. Uh, not surveys but reviews for like sex toys mm, and things like yeah. that so what's mm. your uh i guess maybe uh reason why you do that not re yeah whatever you want to share around that mm, yeah 
So one, I have a, I have a friends who own a toy shop in HBC. Where's that? HBC yeah. is it's it's that area like Noksan Pyongyok and Itaewon Station. Okay. Um, it's. Yeah. I'll get the address from you later, and I'll okay. go check it's it out. It's called HBC <laughs> or Hebangchon. Okay. And so yeah, they yeah. own a store, and they have a very interesting history of having that store because sex toys were like. It's hard. It was hard. It's illegal to have that kind of business. It was. Really. It was for oh. a long time, and then recently it became um, legal. But at, at a certain time, it was a bit like blurred. It was technically like illegal, but it was it, like you were able to import some products, or it was it was it was legal, but it was still very strict. Mm. And now it's getting a little bit better, but it's still hard to bring a lot of products in. Okay. And so. With like getting to know my friends more and like learning more about sex toys, and I realized that because I'm all about like wanting to sh- like show visibility right, yeah. and uh, representation, but more more importantly visibility, that there were no sex toy reviewers who looked like me. Mm. Like a lot of the sex toy reviewers were like very like feminine mm-hmm. women, mm-hmm. cis women, and um, who, you know were okay with talking about their sexuality and were yeah. mostly one a lot of them were non-Asians too okay. and so I thought oh why like why don't people who look like me or like you know like yeah. cis, cis, les, uh, cis women lesbians who have a more masculine appearance like right. be comfortable talking about sex and so that's how I started about reviewing toys and talking yeah. about it mm-hmm. and like being like okay and that actually made me that was actually kind of therapeutic for me to be able to talk about it more comfortably yeah yeah because well i think for people who aren't watching this on youtube and if you're not watching this on youtube on if you're on itunes or spotify you can go to the youtube channel and uh even with the video though you can't really get a full you know visual but maybe you can describe what you look like and you have two different color eyes your oh, contacts okay. so you know so like, like people yeah so like you can maybe kind of give a breakdown of kind of uh your style because it's very unique like as soon as i saw you i'm like that's an interesting person before i even you oh, know yeah? Yeah, okay. yeah yeah definitely so my my style i think people would say i'm very androgynous mm-hmm. um i usually have very colored hair Okay. It's usually blue, silver, pink, etc. Mm-hmm. But I decided with the winter, the colder weather coming, that I wanted to have dark hair. So right yeah. now I have black hair. It's like jet black. And then I have very short hair. Um, this cut, a lot of people in the States will call it undercut. Right. Is it called undercut? I don't know what it's called. Uh, undercut, yeah. Undercut. I'd say so, yeah. And then in Korean, it's called two block. Okay. Yeah. Do you know that? I haven't heard two block before, no. Okay, because yeah. I feel like your hair was a bit like two blockish. It was until last week. I just got it cut really oh, okay. short here, so yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, because yeah. I was wondering how you would ask to get your hair cut done. Oh, I just because I can't speak the language. Yeah. Like literally, my hair, my hairstyle is. I just show a picture. Like oh, I find okay. a picture on you know oh, Google, online. and I'm like, okay. hey, just do this. Okay. <laughs> um, I wear lenses, uh, contact lens. Mm-hmm. One I chose blue, and the other one I chose. Uh, <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, so I, I wear contact lenses. One is blue, one is brown. And I wear, right now I'm wearing, what are these called? Lens, black? Lensless glasses. Yes. Glasses with no lens in them. Yep. Black r- Like John Lennon rims. glasses, kind of like, yeah. Black rims, yeah, John Lennon style glasses, yeah. Kind of like, oh, 
hipster. Harry Potter. Yeah, Harry Potter. Circle. John Lennon. Um, yeah. And they have no lens. lens no, yeah. not even plastic. They're just empty. Yeah. Um, I wear a lot of accessories actually. Yeah. So a lot of people mention that. Um, I wear. I have piercings. Um. I actually make my own accessories. Oh really? Wow, those are really beautiful. And thank you. And the reason why I make my own accessories is actually because I do like men's accessory, mm -hmm. but they don't make them big, uh, small enough for me. Oh, okay, yeah, it's right. Is, like, so you, it's uh, yeah, you created so, it out of necessity. <laughs> so I made my own, and I actually do sell them. Oh people, cool. People buy them. I go to flea markets and I sell them. Oh good so for you. It's become like a business for me. Good job for you. Business? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's what I look like. Cool. My yeah. clothes are usually gender neutral, unisex, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so where can people kind of connect and learn more about you and your YouTube channel and share whatever you want to share there? Um, so people can follow me on Instagram. That's my most active form of social media. I have a Twitter, but I don't really use it. Nobody does anymore. <laughs> in in, in uh, Korea, yeah, yeah. a lot of people use it. Oh, really? But I Instagram just, crushes I, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not enough. Yeah. So you can follow me at um, Hayden period royalty. That's H-A-Y-D-E-N period R-O-Y-A-L-T-Y. And I'll have the link in the comments below here. And sure. my YouTube channel is also called Hayden Royalty. Awesome. Well, keep up what you're doing. Thank I you. think that uh, it takes a lot of courage Thanks. to be public with that. Um, and I just want to acknowledge you for taking a stand to let an, everyone express who they really are, regardless of uh, what their parents or society or the world thinks. So I really think that that's an awesome thing that you've done and continue to do. Thank so you. pleasure to meet you and uh, look forward to keeping in touch. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. All right, everyone, thanks for tuning in today. I hope you liked that. If you did, go ahead, like, comment, and share this, and subscribe, because we'll have a new episode out this week. Until then, peace. Wasn't that awesome? I told you it was going to be a great episode. Thanks so much for tuning in till the end. We really, really appreciate it. Go ahead, share this out. Hit somebody up that will really benefit from it. Share this. Subscribe. Go ahead. Also, like I said in the beginning, if you would like a one-on-one -on -one conversation with me, email me, quintincarlin at gmail, or fill out the calendar link to schedule in a call. And b before you forget, go over to iTunes right now, leave a five-star review and an honest comment. What do you think of the show? What do you think of the interviews, uh, the content? Really appreciate it. Go out there. Make a great day. See you on the next episode coming this week. See ya. Mm -hmm.